Hey, San Diego First Church family, good to be with you again this morning. Uh, I am with Pastor D, and we are uh, doing a little work on connecting our passage that we uh, heard preached on Sunday, that being uh, Isaiah 49, 1-7, to the gospel passage, which is John 1, 29 through 42. Uh, Pastor D, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you, Mac. Glad to be doing this. This is exciting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pastor D, your sermon this uh, past Sunday on Isaiah was uh, was definitely a thoughtful one. I, I loved seeing many of the uh, kind of the beginning thoughts that we had uh, when we last recorded um, really get developed in the sermon, specifically uh Kind of your question around verse six uh, was very fun to see how you use that uh, to kind of provoke us into thinking about uh, the visions and the dreams that God has for us um, and and that we often think too small for ourselves and imagine too small uh, when God is inviting us into a, a larger vision and a larger um, imagination that we might not yet have for ourselves. Um, so D, I'd love for you to kind of um, uh, connect us a little bit to the John passage in John 1. Uh, I'll give just a brief kind of o- overview of it. Uh, we've just heard in in the gospel, John, uh, the who is uh, the, this be- beautiful theological statement about who Christ is, that God is, uh, Christ is the word, uh, become flesh and dwelling among us. Um, and then it kind of wraps its way into this uh, baptismal uh, setup. And then Jesus starts calling disciples. Uh, so uh, would love for you, D, to maybe take us a little further in how you see what you preached on Sunday connects to uh, this John passage. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, I'll certainly make a couple comments. I would preface the comments by saying that it's wonderful as I'm engaging in this to be looking at the Living Lectionary Bible Reading Companion Guide that you put together. Um, And I have right in front of me the reference to all four of those passages all at once. And it's so nice to have this with suggested questions to ask of yourself. Um, A couple of the passages have brief summaries to them. And then the Connecting Points passage encourages us to go to the podcast um, uh, to dig in deeper. So just a recommendation for any of you who have not gotten a copy to um, pick one up on Sunday um, or let us know. We'll make sure you get a copy of it. It's a great way to follow through week by week. Um, I think that one of the connecting points that I was referencing um, in our pre-sermon time together, when we were talking about initial thoughts, had to do with the connection to um, a psalm passage in the prior week about a new song put in our heart from Psalm 40. Um, I love that passage because it, to me, is a great connecting point to what it means to dream and envision what the future might be like, that Christ comes and places within us a new song, a new way to see Mm. the world, new thoughts about ourselves. And I think that I want to honor 
what it takes very often just to get through a day, one day at a time, that for a lot of people, the load of responsibilities, the heaviness of work or the tasks that are in front of us, sometimes it is important to just focus on what does it take to accomplish this day? And I recognize that sometimes that's how life has us. Um, when we're sick, when we have a loved one who's sick, when work is particularly difficult or relationships are pressing. And so I don't wanna be pie in the sky, neglecting what it is that um, people go through when I talk about listening to the dream that God is placing in our heart or a new song looking toward the future. But I do wanna say that so often looking toward the future and envisioning something helps us manage today in fresh new ways. And I think that when we talk about new beginnings and so very appropriate at the beginning of a new calendar year, that that's part of we are, what we are doing is, this is the chance for a new beginning to envision what's to come. And so mm -hmm. the beginning of Corinthians is one of the readings for this time span. And it's at the very beginning of the letter. And it's like the start of this conversation with the Corinthians. Yeah. And here in John um, chapter one, we have Jesus meeting these fishermen. Mm -hmm. and yeah. engaging them in conversation just after John the Baptist has announced that this is the one that I have been speaking of, the Christ. And now Jesus comes to these fishermen and proposes to them a new way to see their future. Um, doesn't dismiss what they've been, acknowledges the work they've done, but paints a picture of something that um, can chart a path of a new future. Mm -hmm. So that's some of the connecting points for me when I look at this passage in John 1. How about you, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think of two things. Um, the first is that when it comes to the John passage, I, I'm always struck by the... Uh, and I'll just read it because uh, I think the the sequence of events in in the depiction of this in John one uh, really helped frame it, which is that in John one verse thirty five it says that the next day John again standing with his two disciples and this is verse thirty six, and as he watched Jesus walk by he exclaimed Look here is the Lamb of God, and the two disciples heard him and say this and they followed Jesus. So these two disciples hear John the Baptist exclaim about Jesus kind of walking by, which I have, I have this like weird, like my imagination goes to John the Baptist, just like hanging out, like, and then he sees just Jesus strolling by like on a corner and he's like pointing at him as he strolls by. Um, but I, it's the two disciples that catch my imagination here, which is that the, the two disciples heard, John say this, point out that this is the Lamb of God, which is, would have been filled for the Jewish imagination around ideas of Passover and liberation and uh, atonement and all those kinds of things. Um, but it's the the what the two disciples do. It's a, when uh, when they heard John say this, they went and followed Jesus. So they leave John to follow Jesus. 
Then it says in verse 38, when Jesus turned and saw that they were following him, he said to them, what are you looking for? And I think of myself as like, oh, if we're looking to follow Jesus, um, I'm not expecting Jesus to turn around back to me and say like, what are you looking for? Um, so when I think of like an, an imagination that God is inviting us into, I feel like I should just be like following along with what God has and not expecting Christ to turn back to me and say like, well, what are you looking for? Um, I, I, to, to kind of think the analogy in this way of like using your own kind of story of the ice rink. Like, I don't imagine like Christ turning to me and going like, well, do you want an ice rink or do you want something else? Right. Like, <laughs> like you just were like, yeah, this is the ice rink. And like, I have this imagination for it. And you followed kind of what your, your dad did. And you learned from that and you enjoyed that. But had like, if, if I'm following Christ and Christ is going like turning to me and go like, so do you want something else? I don't know what to answer. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's where the challenge is for me, at least the connecting point for me is of like, oh, I I don't know if I have an answer. I, I was just kind of seeking after you, Christ. And I think that's what they respond with is like, teacher, we're, we're just looking for where you're staying, which is what their answer is, right? Like, what are you looking for? And they say, well, where are you staying? And so my, my, I feel like my answer would be like, well, where are you staying, Christ? Like, where, where is your vision at? Um, and I, and I am always challenged by what Christ says right here. He says, well, come and see. And I think that this is open invitation. This would be point two. It's not only the challenge of like, man, I, I'd often don't know what I'm seeking for or imagining. Um, I'm just trying to like, f- listen in on what Christ is doing, kind of pay attention. But when Christ turns back to me, like, should I have a good answer? But I think the second part is the the feeling of Christ's open invitation just to join. And I mentioned this to you and, and just talking this through earlier, but your sermon made me think of um, the Francis Drake prayer um, that I I'm certain many of those listening know of, but it's it's a prayer that Francis Drake wrote called Disturb Us, Lord. Um, and it, that prayer really challenges kind of our own imaginations and as a connecting point, maybe as a spiritual discipline for those uh, listening, I'd love for you to maybe check it out, read it. it uh, you can easily Google it. Um, if you just type in, Francis Drake, disturb us, Lord, um, you will find it. Um, but D, if you don't mind, I would love to just to read the first stanza of it. Sounds great. Which is this, it says this, disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves, when our dreams have come true, because we have dreamed too little, when we arrived safely because we sailed too close to the shore. I think for me that 
that has been the challenge of your sermon and of this passage in first John, which is that um, the disturbing that God has for us, that Christ invites us into is a come and see kind of disturbing of like, well, join in, like see where I'm staying and have uh, an open hand and an open heart to where God might be leading, even if it feels scary and open-ended. Yeah. Those are my initial thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful prayer and beautiful uh, thoughts. I, I love the question that you raised that I think is a great question for all of us to ask. And that is, what do you want or what are you looking for? Yeah. And that's a challenge in itself. Am I looking for anything? (laughs) And then I, I also sometimes worry that I or we are often always looking for something external to us to help Hmm. us have a vision. If we, if we really believe that Jesus abides within, that the spirit dwells within us, then we ought to grow in our trust of the imagination within and, and when our natural, um, draw toward a vision contains some of those things that were are within us we shouldn't be afraid to trust that god's spirit works from within outward and um when we're asked the question what do you want or what are you looking for um to recognize that the christ has placed within us a longing for the very things that make us um into all that he created us to be so I love these connecting points, Matt. This is a good place for future food for thought. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for those joining us on this journey and listening into our conversation. Uh, certainly you have your own connecting points and how this lands. would love to hear from you on uh, how this lands for you. You can certainly email us um, and and let us know. We're interested to hear uh, how this connects with you. Uh, thank you for your time, Dee, and we'll see you in the next.